Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. Wow, I am having some issues with that today, aren't I? Well, anyway, welcome to the show. And my name is Hakun Wong, and I am the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. Joining me shortly is my co-host, as per usual, from uh, Rusta District, and from, uh, and here he is, Trevor Stores. Hey, Trev, how you doing? Hakun, man, I'm good, just in time. How are you doing? Nah, doing great. And I and I heard and I saw that you were getting caught up at uh, the store at a CVS, which is always fun. I know how that can be. Um, oh, it's like a crapshoot. Like one day you're in and out, the other day it's like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sucks, but I made it. So what's up, man? How are we doing? Well done, man. Well done. I, I can tell you this though. When I'm out there, this is my biggest problem is I get super sidetracked, right? I mean, it used to be like I wander by. Yeah, there's, there's a magazine over here. There's like, oh, wait, maybe I can get some chips. Oh, wait, I, may, I, I think I'm running out of beer. And uh, before you know it, like, I'm like $200 in at a CBS. Yep. And I'm like, what the exactly. hell just happened? <laughs> exactly. They, they suck you right in. So, so I hope you got some good stuff, buddy. I hope, it's, oh, I hope it wasn't just necessities. Because <laughs> oh, it was just... You know, about the prescription and you know how the pharmacy is. Yeah, that sucks. So. Yeah, I, I know how it is. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, it's ready in like... 300 hours. Yeah, yeah, that is the way. That is the way it works, man. They don't like to wait, but they don't have to have you wait. All right. Well, talking about waiting, we've all been waiting to see who the first coach would be that got fired this season. Guess what? That was already decided. That was Matt Rule. So we're going to talk about him today. That'll be fun. We'll talk a little bit about Ron Rivera because I don't know if you know this, but. Ron Rivera right now in Vegas has the third highest odds for being the next coach fired. You oh, wow. That? Yeah, working his way up there. Working his way, you know, he's got to work his way up something, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to increase your odds. You can't reduce your odds of winning games. Why not increase your odds of being fired? That's good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we got to talk about that. That'll be fun. We're going to talk a little bit about the Las Vegas Raiders. Are they bad or just unlucky? And then, of course, we can't talk about them about Devontae Adams and his little uh, little run-in with the cameraman. Uh, we're talking a little bit about Taysom Hill because that was insane and, and pretty much historic, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and whether they're still legit. We're going to talk about some fantasy football. We're going to preview Thursday night football between your Washington Commanders and my Chicago Bears, which, um, oh man, it's just I can already hear the toilet flushing, my friend. <laughs> I can already hear it. It's just, oh, boy. I can't. Ugh, I feel a little bit dirty talking about it already. All right, let's just get rolling. All right, let's start with Matt Rule, because as I mentioned before, he is the first head coach this season to have been fired, fired by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, keep in mind, this is less than three years into his seven-year, $62 million contract that was given in January of 2020 in order to turn the Panthers around. And keep in mind that being fired after his uh, short stint there of two and a half years, he's still worth $40 million. He's still owed $40 million. Do you believe that? So if Matt Rule decides, I don't want to work anywhere, he can sit back and collect $40 million over the next th- four years. I-, I don't know about you, Trev, but I'd take that option. 
<laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal. That sounds like a pretty good option to me. I, I love. I would love to coach in the NFL. But how do you feel about getting forty million for sitting on your butt for four years? Sounds pretty good, right? Uh, I'll definitely take that. <laughs> I'll take one million. For, you want to give me that? Yeah, let me, <laughs> anyway, so he was fired with a record of eleven and twenty-seven, including this year's mm-hmm. one and four start. Under rule, the Panthers went one and twenty-seven when allowing seventeen or more points, including twenty-five losses in a row. Every other team has multiple such wins in that span, so he is definitely bottoming out right there. And of course, defensive pass game coordinator Steve Wilkes is named the new interim coach. And what did Wilkes do immediately thereafter? He fired defensive coordinator Phil Snow. So there you go. Things are a changing in in uh, Carolina. So what are your thoughts here about the firing of Matt Rule? Uh, it was it was time. He was he was on the hot seat pretty much his whole career there in Carolina. Right. Right. Um, Kind of doesn't help when you have uh, an inconsistent Christian McCaffrey, inconsistent who's going to be quarterback play down there. Um, yeah. Defense was always okay. I don't think it was lights out, but it was always it was always been their strongest point. But apparently not since they lose one or one twenty five if they allow seventeen or more points. So I guess defense isn't really that good down there. <laughs> um, not not great. Yeah, somebody else did the math. He's going to get paid like over eight hundred thousand dollars a month for like the next what, 48 months or something like that? I don't know. Something Ooh, crazy. Like, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> you did it in college. You experienced it in pro. Now just sit back and collect money. I mean, unless you yeah. love the game that much, go back to college, because I don't think the NFL is fit for that rule, no matter where he goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and comments were out coming out saying it's not that he didn't know his football. He just wasn't a leader of men, really. He was, you know, didn't really know how to do that. And, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's hard. It's a different skill set. Yeah, 53 grown-ass men and all their egos that come with it, and you've got to control all of that. So, like, some people aren't built for that. It's unfortunate that it happened this way, and I don't know why they gave him seven-year contract to begin with anyway. <laughs> well, college, but, you know. Right. Well, they're being obviously super optimistic. And, and what's interesting about this is that the uh, Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, actually said, I think six months ago, he said, well, I think it would take five, maybe six years to rebuild an organization um, in order to get sustained excellence, five, six years. So he didn't give him five or six years. <laughs> so Amazing. I don't know what's going on there. That seems like it's a little bit contradictory. But I, I don't know about you, um, but I don't want the Bears to be on a five, six-year plan. That sounds like too long to rebuild oh, no. an organization. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'll watch every game, but – Losing, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Losing every game uh, for five or six years would make me a very sad person. <laughs> yeah, that's not rebuilding. That's just tanking and hoping for the best. It's not. Yes. No. Yes, that's like it's terrible. It's just hail mary. Just get as many draft picks as possible and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So Matt Rule, it kind of raises the question about your Washington Commanders because there has been mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit of talk about Ron mm-hmm. Rivera, and as I mentioned earlier, he now has the third highest odds of being the next head coach to be fired. Now, keep in mind that Matt Rule had a record of 11 and 27 as a head coach in three seasons. Over that same time, Rivera has had a record of 15 and 23. It's only slightly better than Rule. And of course, Mm -hmm. Rivera did throw his quarterback under the bus this last weekend. So what are your thoughts about Ron Rivera moving forward? Should he be given another chance to continue down the season or what, or should, you know, should the commanders be thinking about firing him like that the Panthers did to Rule? Uh, me personally, think it's time for Ron to go. Um, uh, his, him and Matt Rule's numbers are eerie similar. And yeah. like you just said, Matt Rule doesn't have a job. 
But unfortunately, our owner is not like that. He loves Ron Rivera. He gave him five years. So he's going to give him five years to turn around because I guess he's on David Tepper's timeline for turnaround too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, he should be gone, but he won't be because of, like I just said, Dan Snyder. But yeah, Ron, you came in, you changed the culture, which needed to happen first and foremost. He did a damn good job of that. I will give him that credit. And I like right. Ron Rivera. He is a leader of men. He is disciplined. He is, you know, a genuine yeah. dude. Me too. Three years, bro. You have the same start as Matt Rule, and business is a business. So I think it's personally, I think it's time to go, but it's not going to happen, especially not midseason right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage it. I mean, the problem is that um, Ron Rivera. I mean, it's it's interesting to me because they definitely, you guys kind of did similar things, right? Because Ron Rivera, he he's now dealing with Carson Wentz, and then he's threw Carson Wentz under the bus, and you know Matt Rule is dealing with you know Baker Mayfield. And, um, and he was mm-hmm. being, before that it was Sam, Sam Darnold and he didn't really never had, and they really just kind of had flyers, right? They, those are quarterbacks that were never really successful in the NFL. They all had a lot of upside, but they were yep. never really successful in the, in the NFL. Carson Wentz has been successful in the NFL. I mean, it, yep. it's not that he hasn't seen, had success. He's had injury issues that derailed some of that success, but let's mm-hmm. not say that it was all Nick Foles. They got the Eagles that Super Bowl because someone had to Thank get you. them there. And Thank Carson you. Wentz was the person who got them there, right? I mean, so, yes. and just not to take away from Nick Foles. He obviously did a brilliant job in the postseason, but someone had to get him there. I, we see what Nick Foles can do over a full season. I saw that firsthand as a Chicago Bears fan. It's not good, okay? Right. And it's not a Super Bowl, so right. it's not even the playoffs. Um, so that being said, I agree with you. I think Ron Rivera, I'm sorry, it's time to go. I am obviously a huge uh, fan of Ron Rivera as a person. Um, I think he's, uh, I'm sure he's a, he's a very good coach, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, was a fan of what he did at the Bears, um, obviously. Um, so, um, you know, he's part of that 85 Bears, so he will forever be uh, a, a stand-up guy for me. But it's time to go. It's time to get a change there in Washington. Uh, and I almost want to say that in, in Chicago as well, but um, we have less talent than you. You guys, the, the problem is that Washington has a lot of talent, and it's not right. being utilized correctly, whereas the Bears have just no talent. <laughs> so, so let's roll into that for a second. You know, I, and I'm going a little bit out of order because I kind of want to hit this because this is a perfect in here for us to talk about the Bears and the Washington Commanders on Thursday Night Football. And I don't know if you saw this, Trev, but Thursday Night Football games have been pretty abysmal <laughs> lately. And um, there was some indication, like there was a lot trending on Twitter on Friday that maybe they should just like give special abilities to people on Thursday night, like special <laughs> cards they can play. Like, for instance, yeah. if you're down by 10, you can check in Lamar Jackson for a quarter. Or, or Lamar <laughs> Jackson plays all-time quarterback the whole time. Like, when your kids, you know, he's all-time quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or, or yeah. like, defensive holding is okay for one quarter. You know, like, what, like smooth, let's mix it up a little bit to make it more interesting, you know, because Thursday night football games have been really terrible. I suspect we're all going to be saying the same things this weekend. But tell me about that. What do you think about this weekend with the commanders and the Bears? What do you expect to see here? And should we uh, hire Lamar Jackson to be all-time quarterback for our team? (laughs) (laughs) You guys might want to. I mean, hell, we might want to, too. I mean, we have Carson Wentz, but you do have Justin Fields, who, I don't know, he's just been put in unfortunate. Not great. Yeah. Yeah, great. But um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be maybe bad football for, like, the maybe first half even. I think it'll get exciting the second half and the final score will be like 20 something to like 13 or something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like you said, we on paper, you guys are way worse than us. So we should have an easy go route. 
this uh, Thursday night, but it's the NFL and we are the commanders. We like to beat ourselves rather than have other teams beat us. So I don't know, man. I'm just, the open. I'll have it all in the bar. So I'll be watching it rather than serving because it's the commanders. <laughs> so get your yeah, drinks early, know, folks. I'm, get your drinks I feel early. What about it? But you just, I just never know. Just for when it comes to our teams, like one or two big plays can just determine the whole outcome of a game. It can, it can break our backs, and then we just Absolutely. can't recover. So I guess whoever makes the most or the biggest play on Thursday night will win. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that, <laughs> that's relative, right? When we say biggest play. That's very. That's pretty relative as well. What kind of big play would be necessary to win uh, mm-hmm. there? But I will say this. I mean, this is a problem that I think that the Bears will have. I mean, we were the worst team in the NFL before last weekend in de- defending the run. Turns out, Seattle Seahawks are now slightly worse than us, which is awesome. Nice. Nice. <laughs> there you go. We we got. We're now second worst uh, at defending <laughs> the run. That being said, you guys got Robinson back. You guys, I mean, you know, Antonio Gibson, obviously in a, in a role where he's in committee is, is probably better for him in many ways. Uh, McKissick Mm -hmm. looks good. I just think, and and obviously Wentz can run too, you know, let's not get, Mm -hmm. let's not forget. He can also run. I can, I can see the uh, Washington commanders employing a ground focused offense because they don't have to throw the ball against the bears. And, and quite frankly, our corners aren't great, but our interior defense is abysmal. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. I mean, I, that, that you guys can just ground and pound the entire game. And, and I think we're going to end up doing the same thing. But the problem is the commanders are actually better by a significant margin at, at defending the run and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit worse at defending the, the pass. But we have Justin Fields and basically no targets. We are getting Nikhil uh, and kill Harry back um, after yeah. he was injured in the preseason. He's, uh, he's reportedly ecstatic. I don't know if I'm ecstatic because I haven't seen him on the field in a long time and he didn't do anything in, in New England. So um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. This will be an interesting game for you, me, every other Commanders and Bears fan. Very few others <laughs> will yeah, be excited about this. Very few others for sure. You're right. <laughs> All right. Let's hit the boxing bell on that one. Let's talk about this last weekend because there's a lot of interesting things that happened this last weekend. And I want to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders because they are now one and four, but you know, keep in mind, they've lost four games by one score by less than one score. All right. So, and, and very typically near the end of games, so just like this last game against the, uh, against the uh, Kansas city chiefs where they went for two, which I get, I get that. I get that. That's the analytics. I wouldn't do it. You know, I, I, I understand that you don't want to get into a tie and go to overtime against Patrick Mahomes, but right. you were doing a good job in the first uh, half. You should be able to do that again. And quite frankly, jo- Josh Jacobs was insane. He was doing great. I mean, they were just pounding it on the ground and really just really making some headway there. So what are your thoughts here on the Las Vegas Raiders? Are they bad or are they just unlucky? Both. Um, <laughs> the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. I mean – they came out firing all cylinders that game, and then in the middle of the game, they were the Raiders, and then yeah. in the life at the end of the game. And I just they just beat themselves, shoot themselves in the foot every time. And they lose these mm-hmm. close games, or games are close and end up being broken out because they just shoot themselves in the foot. Josh McDaniels is – I mean, we've seen this before. He's been a head coach in Denver, and he had some questionable time there, so it's like – did you really think it's going to be any different since it's in Vegas? Right. I don't know. It's just unlucky, and they're kind of bad at the same time. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are not on the same page. I don't care if they play ball in high school, Little League, Pee Wee, Pop Warner. I don't <laughs> care. 
you go from Derek Carr in college to Aaron Rodgers your whole career in the NFL and then back to Derek Carr, there's going to be some differences. There's going to be yeah, some, I say. you know, so I don't know why people thought that was going to be automatic gel from week one. So it seems like they're still trying to gel. I mean, Hunter Renfro has been there for years and then you bring Devontae and then they collide on the route at the end of the game. Like that's like, that's just, it's just weird to me how that happens. So right, um, right. I think both unlucky and they're just, they're just bad because they beat themselves. Yeah, that that last route was. Um, I, I I have to assume that Hunter Renfro got pushed off his route by the defender, and that's yeah. why he cut early and they ran into each other because it didn't make any sense otherwise, right? I mean, you, yeah. you don't want, you would never draw a play where you have your inside receiver running out and your outside receiver running in at exactly the same point in the field. That doesn't make any sense. So something was off there, and it just looked like it was a comedy, right, to see that happen. And I and I was kind of wondering like Devonte Adams, was he angry about that or was he angry about something right. else? Cause let's talk, let's just talk about that for a minute. Cause on his way out, mm-hmm. he uh, shoved a credentialed media yeah. worker on his way out. Um, yes, and, did. and he was, uh, and he was, he was uh, brought up on charges of, uh, mm-hmm. of assault today. Yeah. So it was filed in municipal court in Kansas city and he's due in court on November 10th. Theoretically, this could carry a jail term of up to six months, uh, <laughs> which is, Amazing. Can you imagine that? I, I can't even imagine how that would happen. And a fine up to $1,000. That seems weird. That seems weirdly small <laughs> compared to the yeah, jail yeah. time. I mean, geez, Louise. Um, mm-hmm. Adams did apologize after the game, saying that the shove was, quote, just frustration mixed with literally just running in the, uh, the guy hammer man, literally just running in front of me. Um, so he seems to be facing discipline from the NFL. Apparently, there's no timetable on the decision from the NFL. Um, what do you think about this entire thing with Devontae Adams and the Cameron? Um, I think it's blown out of proportion. Uh, I think the guy's looking for a payday because obviously his NFL media credentials not doing the job. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clearly yes, not. You shouldn't, you shouldn't shove. Yes, that's the you know the the right thing to do. Of course, it's obvious. But I mean, really, to file charges and to fine them and one hundred eighty one hundred eighty dollars. I mean, one hundred eighty days in jail, possibly like. Come on, man. You're just trying to repay it with some clout because you know it's an, it's an NFL superstar. I think it's blown out of the way before, out of proportion like crazy. So, But at the end yeah. of the day, you, know, you can't put your hands on anybody like that. But at the same time, he apologized right after. He didn't cuss them. He didn't, you know, go back and said, oh, well, I shouldn't have walked in front of me like that. He immediately apologized in his interview and said, hope the guy would see the apology even on Twitter. So he did the right thing. It's just I think this media person is just looking for a payday and some attention. So. Yeah, you know, I and, and I agree with all that, that you just said, but I will say this, though. He's Devontae Adams. If he wanted to find this guy, he could find him. Yeah. And I feel like that what he could, the, the easiest route out of all of this is to simply say, hey, guys, go find that media credential dude. Yeah. Bring him over here. I'm just going to tell yeah. him to his face, listen, buddy, I'm really sorry. I was frustrated about the game. I didn't mean to shove you. You kind of, you know, we, we kind of got tangled up because I was walking out. You're walking across, and I just reacted. It is my bad. I'm very sorry about that. And here, let me sign your pass. I'm sure that would have been the end of it. That would have been I don't think we would have, right? I mean, I think that, that Ryan Zebley, uh, the the media credentialed photographer, would have been like, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> now right. I have a great yeah. story. Now I have a great story, you know, because it, it, I, I don't think that, I mean, obviously, if I was if I was Zebley, I don't think I would file charges. I would probably try to contact uh, Devontae Adams. Um, and set up something where he would, you know, I could meet him. Cause I think that would be cause, exactly. cause I don't think that it was personal. I just really don't no. you know. It's, it's not at all. I mean, he's wrong, wrong place, wrong time is basically what happened there. Mm-hmm. 
But Devontae Adams, just go find him and give him an autograph. I'm sure he'll throw him away. <laughs> give me a break. All the day. He'll be all right. <laughs> it's not going to be so easy. All right. Let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one and get to our next topic. Let's talk about Taysom Hill for a second because it was insane to me, okay? This was absolutely insane to me. Yep. Taysom Hill had the game of all games. He mm-hmm. was absolutely and singularly just amazing. So he took three punts back for 69 total yards. That's amazing. 122 rushing yards. That's amazing. A 22 passing yards. That's amazing. Three rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. What in the <laughs> world is happening right now? That is absolutely out of this world. So here's the interesting stat that I saw. Taysom Hill, okay, became one mm-hmm. of just three players since 1950 with three-plus rushing touchdowns, 100-plus rushing yards, and a passing touchdown in a single game. The only other two are Ronnie Brown in 2008 for the Miami Dolphins and LaDainian Tomlinson of the Chargers oh, in 2005. Uh, That's it. That's the whole list from 1950 to the present. Ronnie Brown, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Taysom Hill. That's insane. <laughs> I'm just I'm really – so tell me. This is this is crazy. So was you know was Sean Payton right about Taysom Hill or what do you think? This is just a massive fluke. No hell no, it's not a fluke. Taysom Hill's been doing this kind of stuff since BYU days. Like yeah, I mean yeah, I, I bet people thought he'd be just a, a scrambling quarterback coming in, but no, nah, he's a secret weapon. He's like a white man's <laughs> Debo Samuel. No offense, but <laughs> no, he is. I mean, he can line up anywhere: quarterback, running yeah. back, receiver. Like he can do it all. That's amazing. And then I saw another stat. Apparently, he ran like close to like 24 miles per hour or something like that. Like, oh my god! I don't know when when he was on that run run. He was, and they said DK when he chased down Buda Baker, he ran like 23.4 or something like that. So like, right. Apparently, Hill has the burners, and he's oh showed my god. And so yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Sean Payton was right, but. What a stat. And, like, I know. Of all, that's a stat to keep track of. And, two, no wonder the list is so small because it's a hell of a stat to keep track of. So, it's absolutely insane if you think about it. I mean, it's just so crazy. And, and, and to, to top it all off, um, uh, my wife actually played Taysom Hill as her tight end in her fantasy football team this weekend. And I said, <laughs> are you insane? Taysom Hill is your tight end. Are you insane? Why would you ever do that? Um, so look who's eating crow uh, today. Yep. That would be me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that it would be me. That's me. I'm the one eating crow here. Um, all right. So Taysom Hill, congratulations on that. What an accomplishment. Ronnie Brown and LT. That's pretty good company to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. Good company. All right. Let's hit the bell on that one. All right, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Are they legit? Now, let's talk really, really briefly here about Kyler Murray, though, because remember, at the end of that game, the Arizona Cardinals should have had the field goal, but Kyler Murray had some kind of weird brain fart where he decided to slide one yard too early and then spiked the ball on third down, (laughs) which I didn't get any of that. Um, And they still had 22 seconds left, which which is crazy. Now, that being said, uh, Matt Amendola missed a 43-yard field goal, and that's on him. But, you know, they could have been a much closer field goal or could have been a touchdown and a win. What are your thoughts here on the Philadelphia Eagles, though? I mean, are they a legit undefeated team? Or are they just getting lucky? Are they the opposite of the Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, kind of both, I think. Again, they, the only winning team they've beaten are the Minnesota Vikings, and you guys almost beat them this past week. You guys made a comeback. The Bears did. Yep. Um, so, I mean – they haven't really beaten anybody, but they're also are undefeated. 
which is hard to do NFL no matter who's playing. I mean, the people they right. play and beat are NFL players too, so you got to give them that kind of credit. But, I mean, maybe they are lucky. They really haven't played any stout defenses, any stout quarterbacks, so we'll see what happens. But they're in my division, so, of course, I'm going to talk like that about them. But they are fine for <laughs> them. And so right now they are the best, I guess, because they're undefeated. Yeah, what's really crazy about this last game against the Cardinals, though, is that I don't know if you, you um, realize this, but we all talk about this every week, about how they are a, an amazing run-first team in terms of their, their offense, and that Jalen Hurts obviously brings a lot to that, um, mm-hmm. being able to run the football so much. He's definitely he's their leading rusher as well as their quarterback. But that being said, this last game against the Cardinals, did you realize that he threw 12 screen passes? He actually threw more oh screen passes God. than any other game in the history of since they started tracking that. Do you believe that? Because the most ever screen passes thrown in the game before was 10. He threw 12. That doesn't make that's any sense lot. to me. That's insane. So, that's yeah, I'm not sure if that's um, um, starting to expose what the problem is with the Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. I thought A.J. Brown was the answer. Maybe he's not. Um, maybe and maybe not. they and yeah. Jalen, he only has four passing touchdowns, and I right. think he has six touchdowns on the ground, but two of those were quarterback sneaks last week, so it doesn't really count. Right. So, right. Is he really being a, a dominant quarterback or not? I mean, they're saying on NFL Live and stuff today I was hearing, like, they haven't beat anybody, so this this Cowboys game should be a test. Make Jalen Hurts stay in the pocket and beat you. Don't let him scramble other than that. Right, right. The question is still out if he's going to be the franchise quarterback there or not, so. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The yeah. team is five and zero, and it's coming out that apparently, quote unquote, there's still rumblings about you being the franchise quarterback or not next year, and you're five and zero. That's so, insane, I mean, that's, right? Yeah, that's just something to pay attention to. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I think that they were kind of – the Eagles were, were telegraphing all offseason that they were going to go ahead and draft a new quarterback next season. And Jalen Hurts has basically made them look like fools by mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, you actually have a really good quarterback right here. So exactly. we'll see how that develops. It, it, maybe it's a management thing. I don't know. But there is something going on in the background there that is not going to be healthy for the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they're 5-0 and at this point. All right, mm-hmm. one last thing. Before we uh, move on and end the show, I'm going to hit the boxing bell right there, and that's fantasy football. Let me give you a couple of the, my favorite waiver wire picks, and you tell me what you think about them. Uh, I'm going to say Geno Smith, honestly. He's only 34% oh, yeah, yeah. owned, 16 to 25 attempts with 268 yards and three touchdowns and 13 rushing yards. Believe it or not, Smith is now averaging over 300 yards and almost three touchdowns per game over the last three games. <laughs> that is the best Smith has ever been, ever, ever. He's never what? been better than that. This year's stats are off the charts. Um, Tino Smith, what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, he's, the, he's better than Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best quarterback Music to the Seattle ears of every Wilson. Seattle Seahawks fan. <laughs> I mean, he's out there being a gunslinger. And, I mean, he knows the system. He's been there for a long time. I'm proud of Geno Smith. He's getting his fair shot right now. So that's not, that's not uh, a bad waiver wire pickup. Do it. I love it. And only 34% owned. And then uh, a couple of running backs because of injuries, Kenneth Walker because uh, Rashad Penny now has a serious ankle injury that will derail him for a while. And in the Arizona Cardinals, Eno Benjamin, only 10% owned. And get this, not only is James Conner out with a ribs injury, but Daryl Williams out with a knee injury, Jonathan Ward out with a hamstring injury. There literally is no other running back on their active roster. So <laughs> Eno Benjamin, 10% owned, and Kenneth Walker at 44% owned. What do you think about those guys? Uh, yeah, I saw the in in, in Benjamin guy. He looks pretty shifty. I like him. He's small, shifty. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've also liked Kenneth Walker, too. He was a Heisman uh, candidate and contestant back in college at Michigan State. Came yeah. out 
real by injuries when he first got here, but now he seems to be healthy. So I've always liked him. So, yeah, those are good yeah. pickups. And I'll t- talk about two more, two wide receivers. George Pickens is starting to light it up with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett looks like crap, but George Pickens is starting to light it up in Pittsburgh, 55% owned, uh, six of eight targets for 83 yards just last time. He has 12 receptions for 185 yards in just the time he played with just Kenny Pickett or a game and a half. That's pretty good. Alec Pierce in the Indianapolis Colts, only 8% owned. He is actually looking fantastic. He's a rookie mm-hmm. that people off everybody's radar, four or six for 80 yards in week five, in week four, and an eight of nine for 81 yards in week five. What do you think about those guys? I do. I watched a little bit of that Colts game uh, the other day and watched Alex Pierce. He looks like he's becoming uh, Matt Ryan's security blanket. Yes, uh, sir. And then who's the other person you said? I have George Pickens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, George yeah. Pickens. I mean, we've seen what he can do from preseason with the, you know, the little push off on the receivers. I mean, the cornerback at the beginning of <laughs> Play, like and the incredible catches he had in Georgia and already this year, that incredible one-hander for Pittsburgh. So yeah, great. I like George Pickens. If only he had a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. Yes, he might be even better. But he's doing what he can with Kenny Pickett. So shout out to him. Yes, and last thing because I know you got to get off the line here. But what about those roughing the passer calls? <laughs> oh, something's got to give, bro. Something's got to give. It's, it's, it's becoming <laughs> way too sticky pack. Uh, next season, I'll, if you just put two hands on the quarterback, it's going to be a sack this year, and that's not going to be fun. I mean, yep. the two a thing is one thing. Slam down, yes. But if you like, yep. what are these guys supposed to do? You can clearly see them letting up when on the way down. I mean, they can't control the fall all the way. Like it's momentum and physics. Like it's just common sense. Um, right. So yeah, they need something needs to be said, looked at done because it's about to be two-hand touch when it comes to the quarterback and it's not going to be fun. So. Yeah, I mean, they might as well put flags on Tom Brady, right? I mean, yeah, no joke. Just, I mean you can't on, touch man. him. It's, it's not like, our fault. He's supposed to come back at 45 and he's going through some marital problems. It's not our fault. Like, he's yeah, that's not field. our fault. That's what you signed <laughs> so, up for, bro. That's what exactly. you signed up for, bro. Stop <laughs> throwing the flag. Stop protecting this man. The dig is up. Exactly. We know what he's going to do. Tom Brady, like, come on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Saddle up, my friend. All right, anyway, so let's get yeah. the horn on the show. That's all the time we got here. Why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? At Trev, HTTC on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Trev underscore stores. I'm on Ref the District Podcast. I'm about to hop on now with Nathan and the Stoner. I'm on here on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, whatever day we can figure out with Hakum Pong. <laughs> and I'm also on, uh, um, oh, my goodness, Full Press You're Command. You're so much stuff, you remember. I know. <laughs> with George Carman, I'm everywhere. So, yes. Yeah, and we love to mix it up, so we keep you guys guessing. That's why we do it that way. You can find me at FB Garbage Time on Twitter or on the Football Garbage Time page on Facebook. Thank you again for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week.